see the way I've taken good care of my wife. Yeah. So she's looking young, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, me too, I'm looking young. I know you equalize. <laughs> but take it very seriously, especially for those of you who are not married. Some of the things we discuss, some of the prayer we pray. Don't, pray, don't make like as if. As if. Don't, don't, don't do as if as if. Tell somebody, don't do as if as if. Yeah. There are people who have died early because of bad marriage. Hmm? Don't you hear some? Yeah. There are some, their physical being has been changed. Either acid or hot water poured on them or something. There are some who have had heart problems because of bad marriage. There are some who are in the mental hospital because of bad relationships. So when it comes to this thing about marriage, I've seen people who have married after three months they divorce. I've seen it. I've seen people who have married after six months. I've seen people who have married and then suddenly they've developed all kinds of sicknesses and things. You know, when I called for people to pray for them, in my spirit, I knew what I was dealing with. So some of you, don't, don't complicate your life. Are you understand what I'm talking about? Yeah. You can come to me after church, oh, Bishop, pray for me. I'll pray for you. But the same, it is not the same. <laughs> I hope you understand what I'm talking about. Oh, why? Are you angry? Yeah. It, is, it is not the same. All right. So last week, we, we started a discussion on selecting a mate. And um, we talked about some few things. We talked about the fact that marriage is a good thing. We spoke about the fact that you must know the person you want to marry. And that is when we spoke on dating. Please, do you still remember? All right. I try to explain it as practicable as possible so that you can apply it. It's very, very important. So we spoke on dating, that dating is virtually like friendship. Yeah, getting to know the person. If you don't know somebody, don't start courtship. Don't just look at somebody after one month and say, I like this person then you go and tell her, I want to marry you. And then you two, you quickly come and say, oh, me too, I'll marry you. No, you must know the person. You must know the person well. You must befriend the person. Amen? One of the questions we'll deal with, maybe next week if God allows, is, Bishop, do you believe in love at first sight? Yeah. It's one of the questions I've received about, and quite... About two people have asked me because if you say dating, can't you just meet somebody and know that this is the right person? Do I need to be friends before? Yeah. So we'll, we'll talk about that one <laughs> later on. But we spoke about screening, knowing your health condition so that you don't spend three years in a relationship only to realize one day that medically you are not compatible. Is that okay? And then we spoke about um, knowing the will of God, knowing if it is the will of God. We also talked about personal qualities. We spoke about personal qualities and then we also spoke on physical attraction. Physical attraction. It's very, very important. Don't say that, well, once it is the will of God, even though I don't like you um, and you don't look beautiful for me, um, I have peace in my heart. No. Make sure that the person you are going to take physically, the person is attractive to you. I'm not saying that if you are married already, go and tell your wife that, look, all this while, <laughs> I didn't really like your shape, but, all right. Once you marry, I said it is full stop. Once you marry, it is what? I can't hear you. Once you marry, it is what? Ah. Don't go and marry and then now you come and turn the full stop into a comma. And then you want to continue the sentence. If you marry, you are married. Finished. Amen. Now, there are two things I mentioned last week which my wife drew my attention to and I want to quickly 
um, explain it a little bit. I spoke about the fact that you don't marry because of a dream. Is that okay? Or prophecy. But add this one to what I said. The prophecy can only be a confirmation. I didn't state that. So, and the dream can only be a confirmation. What I meant was that nobody must give you a prophecy that that says the Lord. Sister Yah is your wife. So, then you say, okay, God has spoken. That one is a no-no. Please, you get, you get a clarification. Yeah. So maybe you are already praying about somebody, something, and then you have a dream about the person. And or maybe you have a dream, and God, in the dream, you could see that clearly this is the meaning of the dream. The dream is leading to A, B, C, D. That's a different thing. By the fact that you are just there, then you had a dream. And then in the dream, you saw Sister Soso and so. Then immediately, you know, you are in love. You want to go and marry. That one can be a very dangerous, very, very dangerous thing. There are people who have had dreams about people's wives. Doesn't mean you should go and marry them. Oh, church, talk to me. Yeah. So you have to watch it. But this morning I'm going to speak, I'm going to speak about the forbidden territory. There are certain areas, it's a no-go area when you are considering marriage. So these areas are completely forbidden. Number one, somebody's spouse. Somebody's spouse. If you are believing God to marry or to have to choose a partner, somebody's marital spouse is a completely no-go area. It's forbidden. You, in fact, you can't even have discussions emotional or romantic discussions about the person in the first place. You, can't even, you are not even supposed to be thinking about the person in a romantic way. I hope you understand what I'm talking about. Yeah. So, if you are going to choose a partner, one of the things you should find out, is this person married? Is this person married? No matter how rich the person is, no matter how good looking she is, once she's somebody's partner or once she's somebody's husband or wife and emphasis is husband or wife it's a no-go area now somebody will ask but the person i like is not married but i know the person is is seeing somebody what do i do can I can I go ahead <laughs> yeah so anybody who is courting somebody you are not married to the person yet so you still have competition if you are clapping your hands clap it well why some of you don't like what I'm saying eh Especially the, the brothers who are Konongokaya, they don't like what I'm saying. They, they won't carry. They, too, they won't allow somebody to come and carry. But once you are not married to the person, it is still a competition. If the person says, oh, in fact, me now, I've given some people permission to compete in some areas, even in this house. Because sometimes they'll come and tell you, oh, you see, Bishop, and then the person is like this. So me, I know the person is like this, like this, like this. And then I know this brother too, who is interested, and the brother is straight. I'll tell the brother, Charlie. Pray more what? <laughs> Amen? Yeah. So somebody's wife is a no-go area. But courtship is not marriage. Tell somebody, courtship is not marriage. And that is the reason why I keep on saying that don't be portraying yourself like you are married when you are not married. Don't be doing this status thing with this lady putting up. You see, because 
Anything can happen. If time permits today, I will talk about how to break courtship. Because there are some times you get into a relationship and you know that this one, if I continue to marry, I'll have a problem. And so, it is better to break that courtship than to break marriage. Divorce is forbidden by God. Breaking courtship is not forbidden. I'm not giving you license to go and I'm just stating the facts as they are. Is somebody understand what I'm talking about? Church, are we still together? All right. Exodus chapter 20 verse 17. Give me Exodus 20 17. Quickly. It says, Thou shalt not convert thy neighbor's house. Thou shalt not convert thy neighbor's wife. So, your neighbor's wife, don't covet. Don't go and be praying that God let this man die so that I can marry his wife. And there are people who do that. I, I don't know if I've shared with you before. There's a story of this man of God. In fact, he said it publicly, Bishop James Sir. Somebody walked up to him and told him that God has spoken to me that I should have married you. He said, ah, woman, what are you talking about? He said, no, God said... And I'm praying one day your wife will die so that I'll come and marry you. <laughs> may you live long, you and your spouse, in the name of Jesus. <clears throat> I said, may you live long, you and your spouse, in the name of Jesus. You will not die before your time. And no evil wish shall come near your dwelling. Number two, don't marry an unbeliever. Don't marry a non-Christian. There are times the devil can whisper to you, see this brother, even though he's not a Christian, his attitude cry is better than the guys in the church. Have you heard people say some of those things before? Ah. Unquah, sorry. Ah. He's even a Muslim, but the way he, he, he's even better than some Christians. They so some of the girls in the church, all the girls in the church, they are hypocrites. Have you heard some of those things before? And the brothers in the church, they are bad people, they are hypocrites. See, I prefer a Christian who is a hypocrite to an unbeliever. You see, the reason why you can tag the person as a hypocrite is because there is a standard set for the person. And you think the person is not matching up to the standard. But the unbeliever has no standard. The unbeliever, there is no standard. Church, listen. Don't get close to an unbeliever. But that doesn't mean that if you are married or you were married already and you married an unbeliever, go and divorce the person. No, you can't. Don't, don't leave church today and go and tell your wife that you see. So today, you have to go to your mother's house. No. If you are married already, you are married. Unless the other person decides that they are going to divorce you because you are not of the same faith, but you cannot divorce. If somebody understand what I'm talking about, I'm making sure I draw the balance. One day, Archbishop told us a story that he was preaching on the vengeance of God in Tamale. And this man went home he had a problem with his wife. He said, ah, this is what the bishop was talking about. Today is the day of the vengeance of our God. Then he made a blow. <laughs> this is the vengeance of our God. So, <laughs> don't, don't go and claim any something. Second Corinthians chapter 6, verse 14. 2 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 14. It says, Be ye not unequally yoked together with unbelievers. So, don't be unequally yoked with unbelievers. But in 1 Corinthians chapter 7, verse 12 to 14, it talks about the fact that the unbelieving husband is sanctified by the believing wife and vice versa. Amen. 
Number what? Number three. But before we go to number three, let me give you these two examples, these two quick examples about marrying unbelievers. Number one is Samson. Number one is Samson. Samson lost everything because of strange women. Give me my something. Samson lost everything because of strange women. Somebody say strange women. Yeah. So, sometimes, don't experiment it. Tell somebody sitting by you, don't experiment it. Oh, tell your neighbor, don't experiment it. Yeah. Some experiments will cost you dearly. It will cost you a lot. You say the brother is nice, the brother is this. But an unbeliever is an unbeliever. Period. That's why it ends. No discussion. Don't come and ask me, Bishop, pray about it. Bishop, what is God saying about this? God is saying nothing. What he's saying, he has already said it in his word. That don't be unequally yoked with unbelievers. Simple. I hope you understand what I'm talking about. Yeah. There are, there are, recently I had to work with somebody on a particular case. The person is supposed to be a pastor. Supposed to be a man of God. And then he called me that there was this problem. Very, very nasty, bizarre problem. He's not in Ghana. He's somewhere in a different country. So, I started asking him questions. Where did you meet the lady? Because if you're a pastor, the place to meet your would-be wife should be in church, isn't it? Yeah. Where did you meet this lady? He said he met her at a party. Hey. Then I asked him, so the lady, where does he go to church? He said he goes to Latter-day Saints. I said, hey, what's up? What's up now, here? Where from this one? Because the nature of the issue was such that at least he could have reached out to the lady's pastor. Because I'm not around. So somebody could have intervened to sort out because it was going to get very nasty. What do we do about it? And some of you young ladies in this generation, you are being carried about with so many crazy things. You are moved by some cars some men drive. You want to drive a particular car. You want somebody who will take you to holiday in Paris. You are less than 30 years old. You are thinking of holiday in Paris. It means that two things. Either you are going to marry somebody who is not your age mate. Somebody who is your father's age. No, do you understand what I'm talking about? Because at 25, how many people your age can afford to carry you to Paris? Um, yeah. Or you are going to take some unbeliever who is doing some wild business bill or something. Because, yes, once in a while there are young people that God blesses. I'm not disputing that. But on the general, young people at a certain age will not have that kind of wealth to display on you. If somebody understand what I'm talking about? So, you mothers and fathers too, when your children bring such people home, question them. The first thing you should find out is what is the spiritual background of this person. In case there is a problem, which pastor are we going to see? And the fact that he comes home driving a big car, Land Cruiser. <laughs> My daughter, you have done well. <laughs> you have done well. You, you, I can send you to the market. Yeah, you brought in a good man. This is what we call a man. No. So be careful what you bring home. If somebody understand what I'm talking about. Sometimes what you are doing is that you are actually selling your peace. You are selling your freedom. You are selling your destiny. Because some of those people, they are not marrying you. They are buying you. And when they keep you at home, they will make you into one of the items in the house. And that will be the end of your life. You will never know happiness. And happiness is more important than anything. And as long as you have life, you don't know what you will get. So, don't be carried away with, you know, that she has this, you know, he has that, and she is this, and she is that. Look, don't get impressed and carried about. It's, it is not the main thing in life. Is somebody understand what I'm talking about? It's like you are not here. Are you still here? Yeah. 
be carried about with all those fanciful, very unnecessary. Samson followed a Delilah, and that was his end. And Delilah was a Delilah, you see, she was not just a human being, she was a spirit, she was a goddess. For the man to travel so, so long a distance, kill lions on the way, just to go and see a Delilah. Fight lions, fight so many things just because I want to see Delilah. And then go and lie, put your head on the laps of a Delilah. And the Delilah betrays you two times. Still, you say, No, 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 you still marry her. The first time, say, oh, They are coming, oh, then you tear the rope. Second time, then third time, then you now give out your secret. What kind of love is this? Does somebody understand what I'm talking about? And there are some of you here. The reason why you don't want the guys in church and you don't want the girls in church is because you see reality. Can I, can I stay on this point a little bit? The reason why most of you young girls, you know, young ladies and young guys are in a hurry. You are choosing. All the three you've chosen so far, you choose them from external. You are always playing away. Always playing away. You know why? Because the guys in church... And the ladies in church, they show you reality. Some of them, you've known them from Sunday school. So you know who their parents are. You know everything. You know how their shoe can smell sometimes. You know this sister. You know how that sometimes her hair, you know, she can use one week for one month and things like that. So it's not appealing. You, then you move out, you go external. Samson did not, Samson's father asked him, Amongst our people, didn't you find any woman? He said, oh, this one, she pleases me the most. He said, get there for me, she pleases me. What did Samson see? She didn't see character. She didn't see anything inward. All Samson saw was the external. So this one, this one, when he said he pleases me the most, all he was trying to say was that, I like her shape. Yeah, that's all Samson saw. Look, I'm talking to you <laughs> Can I still preach what I'm preaching? So when Samson was saying that she pleases me the most, get there for me. All Samson was saying is that look, I like. <laughs> huh? I like I like to fall. Have you seen that video of our president when he went to the some place and then some woman came to shake the air? And then he said, hey. <laughs> Somebody said, hey. <laughs> yeah. So be careful. And you see some of the things that you get fascinated about by outsiders. If only you knew them, you realize that the people you know in the church, they are better. You've never seen a woman without makeup. Anytime you see her, she's on makeup. If you, are re- if you are doing rehearsals with her, like in the choir, there are times you come for rehearsals, you will see Jessica without makeups, isn't it? Yeah. So you know, you will see all the things on her face. But you like Cinderella outside. She pleases me the most because when she's coming, <laughs> she bounces the thing like this. He <laughs> said, Bishop, why don't I see? <laughs> <laughs> They're bouncing it. No way, Jimmy Crow. Ask the person sitting next to you who is pleasing you the most? Who is pleasing you? Oh, I'm serious. Oh. Ask the person, ask the person who is pleasing you the most. Uh, look for some unmarried brother or unmarried sister and ask the person for me who is pleasing you the most. seen anything oh you've just seen you know and that's all and that's all i'm not trying to say that so if you're a sister to you and you are within don't do yourself fine that's all what i'm saying huh yeah don't, don't, that's what i'm trying to teach i'm not saying that don't do makeup no do makeup do make yourself fine tell somebody make yourself fine 
Yeah. Tell the brothers to brother, you to make yourself fine. Mm. Some of you brothers, you make us suffer too much. You wear shoe. You don't have a car. You've been walking, uh, then you're, you're the dust on your shoe. Then you'll be sweating, no handkerchief. Then when you come, then you make it. Then when the sisters see, they say, oh, Charlie, Charlie, this one, dear. No, 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 no this one, dear, I'm fine. Ah, at least, if you are walking, get some extra handkerchief in your pocket. Am I talking to somebody here? Yeah. Yeah, get some extra handkerchief in your pocket. Before you enter the church or before you enter the office, you, you know, you use it, you clean the dust from your shoe. You understand it? Yeah, you go to the washroom, then you wash the sweat from your face, you use the handkerchief, then you use, you know, you know, they make sure that. Yeah. Then you check your mouth, you check your mouth too. You check your mouth. Ha, ha, ha. They are born, Sisters, you too. A small makeup, then you wear, you know. When the choruses were singing to you, I was looking at you. Some of you ladies, you were looking like this. You were looking beautiful. Yeah. Yeah, then, then, I don't know what you use on your face. Whether, you know, saying kuto, saying, you know, they are born in the So when the brothers see you, they say, look, Bishop, I've heard you, but the one outside, she pleases me the most. At least make yourself. Uh, didn't you see they were looking beautiful? Yeah. Ah. And if you are in this church, oh yes, if you are clapping for them, clap for them. Look, if you are in this church, you have don't make yourself old man or old woman. Don't make oh I mean this morning I saw Pastor Sally. I said, Charlie, this one day, she's a young lady pastor. Pastor Sally, come, 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 let me show you them something. Eh? Pastor Sally is, Pastor Sally is not a small girl. Huh? How old are you, Pastor Sally? Pastor Sally is 52 years old. Eh? But you see, always on point, then she would do some makeup, you know. Charlie, 52 years old, they feel makeup. Eh? Auntie Nocentia, look at Mama, eh? Um, um, your sin. They, they will do some small makeup, put up something. Then you young girl. It's as if you just woke up from sleep. Why? What is the problem? Hmm? Oh, today I'm fighting battles. Oh. There are battles I must fight. And if you're a young lady, we have good examples in this church. At least if you don't know anything, you see my wife. Come, come, let me show you. Let me show you. Huh. See ya. See ya. <laughs> eh. So, at least, make your... You don't, you don't need to be rich to look well. You don't need to be rich. You don't need to have so much money to look well. All you need to do is to be conscious of yourself. I hope you understand what I'm talking about. Yeah. If you're a guy, once, at least every two weeks or once, something, you go to the baba, they trim your hair nicely for you. Would you, you, you baba your hair once a year. <laughs> Why? And then when you close it, you go and start, you, you don't brush your teeth well. Then there is something green, green under your teeth. Then your armpit grass, so you don't take care of your armpit well. Then the scent, the smell, your shirt, your shirt, the shirt is. May God help us in the name of Jesus. Can I hear somebody say a better amen? amen. (laughs) So, Samson was carried away by only what he saw. Because he could have looked within. He didn't look within. 
So you to look within. Not all the guys in church are boring. No. Not all of them are boring. Not all the girls in church are boring. Some of them are very, very good people. I hope you understand what I'm talking about. Yeah. Pius, are you here? Yeah. Have you found someone? <laughs> the way you are laughing. Like you want to see something, eh? Open your eyes and see. All right, and then whilst dating or whilst courting, sex is a forbidden territory. Sex is a forbidden territory. Listen, this this afternoon at twelve o'clock, we will say you hear things. So, yeah, this afternoon, those of you who are not married, the place will be is this afternoon. Yeah, twelve o'clock, you because. There are things we would have to add. Are you understand what I'm talking about? All right. And even those of you who are married, it will still help you. Ethnocentrism is also a forbidden territory. What is ethnocentrism? Somebody who is ethnically biased, biased with ethnicity. Hey, when I before the. If you are going to marry and the person is that minded, please. Because your ethnicity won't change. Remember, for the past 50 something years, you've been a girl. Yeah. And you won't change it. You will still remain a girl. A girl, girl fancy, eh? Yes. It won't change. Pastor James. You are a gun. Yeah. 100% gun. Gandangbe. Yes. It's still gun. <laughs> gun plus dangbe is equal to. <laughs> it won't change. So if the woman you are going to marry does not respect guns, please. You must know that there is a problem. I hope you understand what I'm talking about. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I know sometimes I do some very expensive jokes with my wife. You know, and, but it is not out of disrespect. It is just my way of teasing. I mean, if you live with me, you will suffer a lot of teasing. <laughs> but you must respect the tribe. If the partner of the person you want to marry does not respect the tribe. And you see, it will be very, very strange that as a Christian, you also don't respect certain tribes. It is very, very strange that if you're a Christian, born again, blood washed, and you still don't respect certain tribes, then you have a problem. Are you understand what I'm talking about? Yeah. And some of these stereotypes, we have to overcome it. That, oh, as for Fantis, it's concerts. You know, the Fante Koyo. You know some of those stereotypes? Yeah. It's like when you are in a way, hey, then it's like you're a juju woman or a juju man. <laughs> and then when you are shanty, you are what? But I mean, these are stereotypes that are not realistic. Are you understand what I'm talking about? Yeah. So don't make yourself into that kind of ethnic person and then are you mentally stimulating with each other mentally do you click if you don't then it becomes a big a big problem so what it means is that we are trying to get married but we can't even have a conversation because you are mentally not stimulating you know, mentally you must be compatible. And that is why when you are getting, choosing a partner, one of the things you don't ignore, one of the things you shouldn't ignore is the backgrounds of each other. We will not all be on the same background. But it becomes a bit of a difficulty. I'm not saying it is always the case. 
I know somebody who is a professor who is married, um, somebody who completed um, Form 4. Uh, and they are living very, very nicely and very, very peacefully. But most of the times, it can also create a problem. You meet somebody, the person has PhD, the other has a JHS, um, whatever. So when they are watching TV and they are watching certain channels and they are talking about certain things, they are talking about stocks and trade and Bloomberg and things like that. The other one said, no, 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 it's an awkward Ghanaian movie. <laughs> you know, and then even the Ghana or the Nigerian movie, when they do, uh, then they come and ask, ah, what are they saying? You know, that one, our, our ladies do it a lot. I don't know if, if, if it's only me. Remember, you, you also encounter it, eh? I, I think that is, some of the times, the, the ladies wear up <laughs> romance or whatever it is. We are all watching the same movie together. The language you are speaking, we all understand it. Then they will ask you, we all say that. I'm like, what is this? The man, do I have a witness in the house? All right. Oh, is it only me? It's only me. It's only me. <laughs> Amen. But the gap shouldn't be so big. The gap shouldn't be ex- extremely big. So you must consider some of those things. It's very, very important. All right. And then, number what? Number six. Don't marry someone who cannot criticize you. Don't marry someone who cannot criticize you, who cannot tell you, this one, I disagree with you. And this is mostly as the men. Some men, what you need is a house help, not a wife. In, to, in this day and age, where, in fact, most exams that are written nowadays, the women, the women do better than the men. I hope you are aware of that. We have more women in our universities now than men. Oh, no. Are, are you aware of that? Yeah. And so if you want to marry and you want when you talk, the person shouldn't talk. You are, you are, you are, you are a bully. You are, you, are, you are a bushman. Are you understand what I'm talking about? Yeah. What talk, don't talk. Can we carry You see, you see, I'm the man. You see, I'm talking. You see. <laughs> but the woman you want to marry is not a robot. Robots are just made to take instructions. Even that one, sometimes when you do a wrong input, the robot will tell you that. <laughs> Error. I, I hope you understand what I'm talking about. Are you still with me? Am I boring you? So if you are a woman too and you see that the guy you are trying to marry, he's becoming like that. He's a tyrant. You see? No, you don't have to say anything. You don't have to talk. Please, immediately, begin to retrace. You know, begin to go back because and my wife said something. Um, he said, anything you don't, anything you see in marriage, before marriage magnifies, magnifies in marriage. Anything you see in dating will magnify in marriage. Do you understand that one? Anything you see during dating will magnify when you marry. So if when you are courting, the man is autocratic, the man is Gangalia. Mm-hmm. Then when you marry such a man, you, do, you won't have your freedom again. You can't talk. I hope you understand what I'm talking about. So don't marry anyone who can criticize you. And same with you ladies too. And this feminism, feminism or whatever thing they call it nowadays, 
where it's like it's a woman's word. What a man can do, a woman can do better. It is not scriptural. Everybody has what they can do. God created us separately. There are things women can do, a man can never do. And women too, there are things men can do, you can never do. Woman, no matter how powerful you are, you can never impregnate another woman. So stop this thing that what a man can do, a woman can do. You can't. We were created differently. I hope you understand what I'm talking about. So don't, don't stop this thing about, you know, and then, uh, you know, uh, me too, I'm a woman. And then, uh, and then, oh, calm down. Let's know our place. One of these days we'll talk about the responsibility of man and the responsibility of woman. The differences between, and the difference between man and woman. So that all of us should know our differences and appreciate our uniqueness. We must appreciate our uniqueness. Woman, don't force to be a man. Eh? And when you also a man and you are taking somebody home and you realize that this woman is going to be the man in the house, you better salute her and walk away. You create any trouble for all of us. Does somebody understand what I'm talking about? But sometimes what some of us men call women being too strong, it is just an ego problem. And some men, we are so weak that we can't stand to hear a contrary opinion. It's a sign of weakness. It's a sign of weakness. Some men, their children can't advise them. Their children can't disagree with them in the house. You're a weak man. You are weak. Your children can't disagree with you. Your wife can't disagree with you. Nobody can disagree with you. But you go to work and then you go and meet somebody, a small boy at your workplace who tells you that, hey, finish all this work before you go home. And they say, yes, sir. You see how God has humbled you. Because your wife is talking to you. No. And then you go to work and then they say, HR is, HR is calling you. <laughs> HR is calling you. Then immediately you start talking. Then you, Madam, I hear you want to see me. Your wife is watching you. <laughs> Somebody say, help me, Lord. So come down. Somebody say, amen. Number seven. Ladies, this is for you. This is a forbidden territory. Ladies, are you here? No, no, no. If you are not here, I won't give it to you. I said, ladies, are you here? Ladies, no matter how much you are in love, don't propose. It's a forbidden territory. I said, dearly, they don't do what? Suddenly, I've lost some voices. Are you the ones who say what a man can do, a woman can do? Why why can't I propose? Mr. Bleba, why why can't I propose? I'm a woman. He has feelings. Me to have feelings. (laughs) Somebody say, I have feelings. (laughs) So why can't I propose? But... See, traditionally, culturally, and scripturally, Proverbs 18.22 says that he who finds a wife, eh? yeah. not he who finds a husband. Ladies, don't propose. And some of you ladies, the way you even go about some of the things, you make it look like you are, I don't know how to say it in English, but you are either frustrated, and uh, like they say in Fee, I don't know if it captures it well. Do you understand what I'm talking about? You are desperate. Thank you. That's the word I'm looking for. You make it look like you are desperate. You are calling a guy. The guy is telling you that, oh, I have somebody. Then you are still calling, calling, morning, afternoon, calling. You are calling. You are calling. Then you send message. Ah. You think if this man marries you, you think he will ever respect you? You'll be in trouble. What kind of desperation is that? Eh? And sometimes it is harassment. Don't harass men. Hmm? 
not harassment. Men are naturally hunters. Naturally, we were born to hunt. Okay. <laughs> the hunters, men are naturally hunters. So it becomes strange when the hunter is being hunted. Eh? Imagine one day a hunter went to the forest to shoot a deer or something. And then you went and then the deer collected the gun from you. <laughs> See, hey, study. <laughs> what will you do? Remember, <laughs> huh? what, what will happen? You run. So don't, don't show that desperation. You know, and then you, so, you know, sometimes, oh, but Bishop, I, I, I didn't say, I didn't tell him I love him. But what you are doing is worse than telling him you love him. I hope you understand what I'm talking about. Church, am I talking to somebody here? In our generation, things are happening, oh. But you need to be different. So the question remains so if I meet a guy, Bishop, you even, last week I even said it. What do I do? Because sometimes you meet somebody, you like the person. And I told you, go for it. When I say go for it, I don't mean go and con the guy. Brother. Brother. And that means sound from crowd. Valentine. Valentine Orban. Valentine. You are Valentine. Then you, then when you take him, then you, brother, <laughs> I've been wanting to tell you something. Anytime I see you, then Coco Miasis and Shaky Miasis begin to catch him. My heart is beating faster. You've lost it. That is not your assignment. Can I hear somebody say amen? amen. I don't like your amen. Can I hear somebody say a better amen? But when you see, when a lady sees a guy she is interested in, there are things you can do. You can give signals. Because some of the brothers, their mouth is dead. In other words, are you understand what I'm talking about? So, you can give signals. But the signal should be a mild signal. It should be a decent signal. It can't be an aggressive signal. Hey, they want in trouble now. Nah. No, it must be a decent one. How is it a decent one? If you are friends already, on the person's birthday, you buy the person something. Sometimes you can even see your pastor. You can see any of the pastors that, oh, you know, this brother. So on behind the scene, the brother can, maybe your pastor or somebody can talk, tell the guy, Charlie, consider this lady or something. I, I hope you understand what I'm talking about. Yeah. these are decent things you can do once a while you drop the person a text message oh I'm just checking on you to see how you are doing don't be aggressive don't be in the person's face don't be in the person's face like that then you are like hey Charlie <laughs> I'm coming for you <laughs> this year I'll marry you <laughs> bruh this year you will marry me <laughs> no and some of you guys who when you start seeing some of those things, it doesn't mean all such people are bad people. Sometimes, some people are naturally aggressive. I hope you understand what I'm saying. Yeah. They are not bad, but our ladies, also be cautioned. It's a put-off. It's scary. It's very, very scary. And it's not something that we should do. Somebody say an amen. amen. Don't marry somebody with divergent interests. divergent interests. Let me tie it in with number nine. And don't sacrifice your vision. Just because of marriage. You meet somebody, you have to quit your job because you want to marry the person. <laughs> that can be dangerous. Divergent interests. You have everything going for you. So the man says, Oh, we must go and live in Togo. You are not interested in Togo. 
And everything shows that you are more fruitful here. But because of marriage, you are ready to... I know a certain lady who used to work with one of our security installations in Ghana here. And some of those places, you, you are not supposed to marry a foreigner. Like those who work with um, BNI and some of, at a certain rank at the security distance, you can't marry a foreigner. So if you are in there and you are going to marry somebody, the person is Nigerian, American, British or something, you can't marry the person. You would have to leave the work before you can marry. And this lady quit a very <laughs> good job Went to marry this guy, he doesn't even know, doesn't even know the guy very well. And then after marriage, like two years' time, everything came to a halt. Then the guy went back to Nigeria. <laughs> the girl cannot go back to the work again. Destroyed her life for her. Gave her <laughs> two children. <laughs> Born two no job and some of those those jobs when you do them it becomes a bit somehow if you can get certain kind of employment you are you are too exposed you know finished just finished i I hope you understand what i'm talking about so don't just do love 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 open your eyes when you want to love and then number 10 don't marry a harlot don't choose a harlot. Don't, when I say don't marry or don't choose a harlot, don't, dress, don't marry somebody who dresses anyhow. It's part of it. It's if you are choosing a lady, don't choose a lady who can dress and show everything. If she can show everything in public, you can't trust her well. Yeah. Show part of her breast, show part of her thighs, Wear some skippy thing. We're a Christian. There are some things. It can't be us. Amen. Proverbs chapter 7, verse 10. You can write it down. Proverbs chapter 7, verse 10. Number 11. Don't get married because you fell into sin. It's a forbidden territory. Don't choose somebody because you fell into sin. So okay. We fornicated. So now that we are fornicated here, let's marry. No. If you fornicated, come back to your senses and do what is right. Please, are you understand what I'm talking about? The fact that you fornicated doesn't mean that you must end up in marriage. So, Bishop, what if the person impregnated her? It's still the same thing. The fact that somebody impregnated you doesn't mean that the person should marry you. First of all, it was a big mistake for you to have gotten pregnant or for you to have slept with somebody you are not married to. Is that okay? But it is a worse mistake. It is going to be worse if because of that you end up getting into marriage. You are going to destroy your life. If the person doesn't take the boxes, if the person is not correct from all the things we are talking about from scripture and everything, please, yes, take your baby, let him go his way, go your way. God will still bless you. Are you understanding what I'm talking about? Ask somebody, do you understand what Bishop is saying? So the point I'm making is that first of all, you are not even supposed to go and have sex and even get pregnant. But if Anything like that has happened to you. It is not a good reason for which you should go and get married. I hope you understand what I'm saying. In the villages and stuff, they say, once you impregnate her, you have to marry her. And sometimes they will marry them, take them home and go and beat them. Every day they will beat them. Huh? Take note of that. And let me add this last one. Don't marry anybody who is violent or abusive. Verbal abuse is not married to you, but he can insult you. Once a while, when he gets angry, 
Oh, feel lucky, wow. A shabu body. Get married with a shabu body. Do you understand a shabu body? How do you say a shabu body in English? How do you say it in English? Huh? Mr. Breber, how do you say shabu body in English? You, you are a teacher, you should help us. This one there, you didn't learn it. Shabu body there, it's only in Ghana. Huh? Huh? Fain. So the person, small thing, be careful. <laughs> if the person marries you, he won't do you. He will slap you. He will slap you. So, no, it's a no-go area. But if you are here, and you've been slapping women, or you've been slapping men, you're a big shame. I don't like your... I said you're a big shame. Yeah. At first, when you hear physical abuse, is a man that are beating women. Nowadays, last time they were interviewing some Dovsu woman. She said, oh, nowadays they are at par. There are men who come to report that their wives are beating them. <laughs> but it is a no-go area. Tell somebody it's a no-go area. Oh, I didn't hear you. Tell somebody it's a no-go area. Don't be saying things to people. Eh? You, you, you call yourself a man. Hmm? Then some men too, then you, you slap, then you hit a woman. Are you, do you have a mental problem? Hmm? Or you have a mental problem that just that we are not seeing it. Some of you, when you are beating your children at home, it's as if your brains are gone on leave. <laughs> what has he done? He's a stubborn child. <laughs> stubborn child, you mamola actually. Somebody say amen. But this year, may God bless us with marriages in Jesus' name. Oh, I said may God bless us with marriages this year in Jesus' name. If you are not married, begin to look around. Tell somebody, look around. Tell somebody, watch and pray. Look, I'm expecting to see more friendship in the church. Uh -uh, I didn't hear you. I said I'm expecting to see what? More friendship. Friendship. More friendship. Make more friends. David, make more friends. Hmm? Every day you are with the ushers. Only the ushers. No, 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 no. More friendship. Have some friends among the choristers. Some among the foundational class. Some among the Sunday school teachers. Oh. Make friends. Tell somebody, make friends. Yeah, make friends. And like I told you last week, if you know somebody who used to date somebody in the church, but they are no more, it is not a good reason to say, because of that, I won't go for the person. If you like it. Ah, Charlie, oh, and God will help us. Somebody clap your hands and say a big amen. Are you blessed? In the second service, I will continue. And I will do a bit of how to break courtship. Because some of you, you have broken people's hearts. Some of you have damaged people's hearts. Some of you have damaged people completely. You have, re you have taken people's wet out of them. You've made them feel so useless. Because of how you manage some things. But God will heal us. Bow down your head. Let us pray. If you are here this morning... And you want your sins forgiven. God loves you. And that is the greatest love you can ever ex experience in this life. And if you are here like that, God wants to extend his love to you. He wants to forgive you your sins. If you want your sins forgiven, I want you to lift up your hand and I'm going to pray with you. You are here this morning. You want your sins forgiven. Please lift up one hand. Let me pray with you. Is there any hand up? 
Alright, if there's no hand up, can we stand to have Shall we rise? Bless you. If you are here, today's your first time fellowshipping with us. Can you wave your hand at me? Today's your first time. Yes. Today's your first time. Please take your Bible, take your bag, and walk to me in front here. Come. Church, keep clapping for them as they come. Keep clapping for them. Keep clapping for them. Keep clapping for them.